Monday Night Football, we have the Seattle Seahawks and the New York Giants. Welcome, guys. My name is DK. We're going to be breaking down the shutdown slate in this video on DraftKings. We got a million dollars up top once again. Uh, if you guys are looking for more content uh, for DFS or for uh, player prop stuff, you can check out my Patreon link down below. Uh, been a hot streak continuing for DFS. Had a really good day on the place post on Patreon for player props. We went 5-1. and one. The only Mr. Firemouth who got injured. So this close to 25x. Um, sadly, the YouTube plays did not go as well. Just hit some weird games, got hooked a couple times and a couple blowouts. I don't really regret any of those plays, but um, yeah, let's uh, recap everything from uh, Sunday. So this was my main site lineup. Yes, I played a relatively chalky lineup in tournaments. Sue me. I know, I know, but um, I, I thought I was, and I debated Browns D versus Texans D up until lock. And this is like the one time I played the chalk defense, kicking myself for that. I also think I could have won a lot more. I should have won a lot more money. Zach Ertz dropped a touchdown in garbage time. And then the Aiden O'Connell to uh, Don, Devonta Adams catch was a touchdown, but they called him short and they didn't review. So I'm just like, I think I should have won a couple thousand dollars here. I ended up only winning 400. Still not mad about it, but um yeah we we cashed monday night showdown last week we cashed thursday night showdown we cashed the main slate and my son or my sunday night football showdown slate i played very contrarian and right now it's looking okay um absolutely no one wanted zach wilson and i talk about this all the time in g in uh for for dfs you have to avoid groupthink, right what what, what was what was everything we saw on twitter zach wilson's awful he's the worst quarterback in the league right you can't play zach wilson Zach Wilson, I don't think is amazing. I think he's a serviceable quarterback. We saw multiple big games from him last year. It's not like he can't put up decent games and he's somewhat mobile, but everyone just sees what happened last couple games. No way. They just cross him off and they lock in Chiefs defense, right? And you cannot think like that, right? Zach Wilson, 18% ownership is, that might be the lowest ownership I've ever seen in a quarterback. Um, and he should have two, he should have two touchdowns at half. Conklin dropped that one. Should have, he, Zach Wilson should have two touchdowns at half. And he had Garrett Wilson also open for a touchdown, just overthrew him a little bit. But yeah, I played super contrarian. You can see I played four Jets. Absolutely no one did that, right? They want 5-1 Chiefs or 4-2 Chiefs. I want 4-2 Jets with Garrett Wilson captain. Um, so I basically just played the pass catchers, right? No one wanted Randall Cobb. I know he's completely dusty, but he played close to the entire game last game. Conklin, I ate the chalk there. I was fine with it. Um, but uh, yeah, I put 1% Cobb, 18% Zach Wilson, right? And I just played Mahomes and Kelsey. And I talked about this in the Patreon stream. The Chiefs just really spread it out. So I felt like there's a nice edge targeting these Jets pass catchers because the Jets really don't rotate their guys. Well, the Chiefs play six, seven wide receivers. They play three tight ends, three running backs. Yes, I'm a little bit tilted about the Pacheco fish, right? Three running backs have played and... Uh, breaks a long one and also has a couple catches. I'm a little bit upset about that. But right now, bordering on the cash line right now, we'll see how it goes in the second half. But I say, just avoid groupthink, right? It's like, what did everyone say? You cannot play Zach Wilson. It's impossible, right? Well, it's an ownership versus chances of success game. If Zach Wilson was 50% owned, nah, I wouldn't like him. Now, he is projected for a 35% ownership. I told everyone in the channel, like, there's no way. He's going to be much lower on than that, and the Chiefs defense by the fish is going to be much more popular. That's what happened. Chiefs defense 50% owned. Zach Wilson 18% owned. Um, so hopefully the Jets can keep moving the ball, put up some points. If they can, I think I'll have a pretty solid day. Uh, but that's where we're at right now. Again, we've been a very hot stretch for, for DFS. Again, what, 5-1 of my Patreon plays for prize picks as well. 
Um, and uh, yeah, before we get in the video, I, I wanted to mention Odd Jam. So right now, what you guys are looking at is the Odd Jam Fantasy uh, Optimizer. Uh, so I have NFL listed right now. Basically, how it works is just shows the the play and a percent chance to hit, and what the prize picks line is. Right now, like it's like in a couple of touchdown props with uh, Daniel Jones, um, Tyler Lockett, and DK Metcalf, Darren Waller. Um, but uh, yeah, if you guys want to give it a try, you can use the code DKDFS for twenty five percent off your first month. They have underdog, they have parlay play, um, so everything you can think of, they have. And let's check out the sports book screen. Let's go see what the odds are for. Uh, the Monday night game, Seahawks and Giants. All right, so let's go to go to the spread. Okay, so we got um, Seahawks Giants. It's basically about a one and a half point spread. Looks like right now. Um, and and what this what you're looking at again is if you wanted to bet in the game, it gives you the the book that offers the best odds. If you wanted to bet the Seahawks, you'd want to bet on Pinnacle. Um, if you wanted to bet the Giants, uh, you would want to bet on Sports Trade. Um, and then taking a look at the total points or the over-under for this game, it is uh, about 47. So projected to be relatively high-scoring game. You guys want to check that out? Link down below. All right, so let's get into the player-by-player -player breakdown, and we'll start off with the Seattle Seahawks. So at the top, you have Ken Walker, 10.8K, and I'm just going to flat-out say it, right? You guys know I'm going I'm to speak my mind. Um, I think he's one of the. I think he's gonna be one of the worst plays of the slate, especially if he's popular. Especially if he's popular. Um, now he's gotten really lucky with touchdown variance over the last couple of games. Four touchdowns over the last two games. You cannot expect that to continue. Um, and if you take a look at the snaps, the snaps have slowly been increasing for the rookie Zach Charbonnet. The last week for the Seahawks, you had Ken Walker play 38 snaps. Charbonnet played 32. It was almost a 50-50 split. So 10.8K for Ken Walker. Um, right now in a timeshare, um, I'm going to full fade. So I think he's a really bad play. If he falls into the end zone for the slappies, again, you'll just see me tilting on Twitter. It's just as simple as that. Uh, so no, I will not be chasing Ken Walker. Again, I think he's a really bad play, especially if he gets ownership. And I think he will be because people are just going to look at the box scores. They're going to see 30 fancy points here, 18 fancy He's averaging 25 fancy points a game. We can't fade him, right? I will be fading. I can tell you that. All right, quarterback Geno Smith, 10K. No real strong take here. Um, quarterbacks are always safe options. I like the ceiling more with Daniel Jones on the opposite side. Uh, I think you could argue argue Geno may be a little bit safer. But, like, again, I like the ceiling a little bit more Jones because he's more mobile. Two receivers, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. I mean, I seem to always get these guys wrong. It's like if whenever I play one, it's always the other one. I feel like that happens like 90% of the time. Um, they both look pretty similar. They're both going to play basically the entire game. Uh, DK has been dealing with a bit of an injury, but it looks like he'll be good to go. Yeah, they're, they're totally fine options. I just, I know if I play one of these guys, it's going to be the other one. You know, it's just like, that's just always how it goes. So both receivers have a ceiling. Both should play majority of the game. Yeah, they both look good. JSN, 5K, kind of quiet start to the year. He's averaging about, you know, four or five targets a game, playing out of the slot. 5K, reasonable price point. He should play about half the game. Played 33 of the 75 snaps last game. Ran 25 routes. Feels like okay. Myers, 4-6. I'm never going to have any super strong takes in the kickers. Myers is a pretty good kicker, though. Um, won 5-5 five five last week, so. Looks decent. The Seahawks defense at 4-4. You know, reasonable again, come, kind of comes down to ownership. Now, the Seahawks will utilize three tight ends a lot. We'll keep an eye on the status of Font and Disley. Disley missed last game, but he has been practicing limited fashion. 
And then Noah Font played last game. He's listed as questionable, but I think he'll be, I think he'll be good to go. Um, now, last week with no Will Disley, they ran um, basically two tight ends. Brady Russell, whatever that is, played five snaps. But good Parkinson played 53 snaps. Noah Font played 47. Uh, the game before, when Disley was available, you had uh, Parkinson played 36 snaps, ran 17 routes. Font played 33 snaps, ran 21 routes. And Disley played 37 snaps and ran 18 routes. So all three tight ends have basically been splitting work here for the Seahawks. You got Font of 3-6. I think you could argue he's their best pass catcher, probably the guy at the highest ceiling. So he's fine. But like these cheap tight ends are, I think, are reasonable too. Parkinson more, you know, known as a blocker. But, I mean, he's averaging like three targets a game over the last three games, over the first three games. Will Disley kind of the same thing, more known for a blocker. But, like, again, the Seahawks are utilizing these three tight ends. And they're kind of splitting work. So I think if you need some salary relief, I, all three of these tight ends are in play. And then I'm really high on... Uh, the former Michigan product, Zach Charbonnet. Again, his snaps have slowly been increasing. He only have 10 touches last week, but he's cheap. And if he's going to play about half the game at this price point, he's running a fair amount of routes too. If you take a look at the routes last week for Charbonnet, he ran 16 routes. Ken Walker only ran 12 routes. So I do like Charbonnet quite a bit. I think he's the much better play than Ken Walker. So I cannot wait for Ken Walker, the Ken Walker fish, to fall into the end zone a couple times. Um, other than that, uh, for the Seahawks, DJ Dallas probably played a few snaps. He played 10 snaps last week, ran four routes. He's $200. Sure, you can consider him. Jake Bobo, the preseason Sharks, no. He's a pretty talented wide receiver. His snaps been going up a little bit. He did catch a touchdown last week. He's $200, and he, he played 31 snaps, ran 13 routes. So you have a little bit of interest in him for large field tournaments. Let's move on to the New York Giants. So. Barkley doubtful would be very surprised if he plays. Still dealing with that high ankle sprain. Daniel Jones, 9-6. I like him quite a bit here. Um, like I said, the rushing upside, he only uh, had five yards in the ground last game. I think a bit of an outlier performance there. Um, again, I like the ceiling quite a bit from him, but he can fluctuate, right? 6-34-4. So as I said, like I think you could argue that Geno's probably the safer option, but I like the ceiling much more on Daniel Jones. And I'm very high on Darren. I do not care what happened last game. And that's what people are going to look at, right? They're going to remember what happened prime time against the 49ers. He had like multiple drops, uh, did not look great out there. I don't care, right? I just don't care what happened. If you factor what happened in the last game at all, it just, you cannot do that to be a successful DFS player. You cannot fall into the recency bias, the group thing. Everyone saw Darren Waller struggled last week. I don't care whatsoever, right? You just, it does not affect my decision-making at all. It, now, if his role was decreasing and he was losing snaps, then yes. Aaron Waller, still by far their top option, ran 41, or played 41 snaps uh, of the 50, ran 31 routes. Um, yeah, I like him a lot at this price point. I think he'll be a bit lower on than he should be because of what happened last week, but I really like Waller at this price point, and I really like Matt Breida too. Now again, the boxer watchers might look at it. How can you play Matt Breida? Right? He only had seven touches. Played 41 of the 50 snaps and ran 22 routes. Right? 6.4K for a running back that's going to play like 80% of the snaps. Sign me up for that. A running back that can catch ball. Yeah, like I like Matt Breida a lot at this price point. So Waller and Breida, I am really high on for the Giants. Love the price points on both of them. And then you have the receivers here for the Giants. So they're going to rotate, guys. Last week, they played one, two, three, four, five, six wide receivers. Uh, Campbell played 21 snaps. Wendell Robinson played 11 in his first game back. 
Isaiah Hodgins played 33. Slayton played the most. He played 42. And uh, Jalen Hyatt played 16. So of the top end wide receivers, you know, Slayton probably is the safest. He's averaging, you know, about five targets a game, playing the most snaps. No issue with that. You know, it is a guy that can catch some deep balls. Hodgins has been kind of quiet. Um, still getting a fair amount of snaps. I think I would give the edge to Slayton over Hodgins, but like I'm not going to rule out Hodgins. You know, he's not super expensive. Again, he played 33 of the 50 snaps. Another guy that, you know, big body, they can look to him in, in the uh, red zone. Gary Brightwell, 4.8K, kind of have a tough time getting to him. Now, I did have two catches and three targets, but the price point I don't love. He only played nine of the 50 snaps. Like, you just, I, I have a really hard time even being like playing Gary Brightwell over Matt Breda at a similar price point. If Brita's an out snap, I'm like four to one. Like, just give me Brita all day long. I'll I'll get different elsewhere, right? I'm just I don't think playing bright like I think playing Brightwell over Brita tomorrow is just like getting too cute. So I'm not really interested in Brightwell. Gano, same thing I said about Myers. Reasonable option at the kicker position. Giants defense four K has not been great, um, but I think they'll be a much lower own than the Seahawks defense. Uh, Wendell Robinson, I do like. I, you guys know, like if you watched my content last explosion, I am high on, on him. I think he's a talented wide receiver uh, playing in the slot. Again, he didn't play much. He literally played, what, 11 snaps? But he had four catches and five targets. So he basically got targeted about half the time he was out there. And I think his snaps are slowly going to increase. Now, by how, much, by how much is the question? I think he's their most talented wide receiver. Again, Waller is like overall their most talented receiver, in my opinion, but he's a tight end. Of the wide receiving group, I think Wendell Robinson's their best receiver. It just comes down to... How many snaps do you think he's going to play? What is the increase going to be? It clearly is going to go up, right? Especially with how well he played, but by how much? If you think he plays like half the game, I'm pushing my chips all in, and, and I'm, I love Robinson. If you think he plays, you know, maybe 15, 20 snaps, gets a slight increase, then I still think he's fine, but wouldn't be as excited about it. It really comes down to how much more do you think he plays this week? Harris Campbell with Ronald Robinson in, Campbell snaps went way down. So he takes a hit, but uh, played 21 of the 50 snaps. Uh, still did have six targets. Again, I would give the edge to Robinson, but um, Campbell still playable. The rookie Jalen Hyatt didn't play a ton, but still a guy that does have big play upside. He's $2,000. He ran, uh, played fit, uh, 16 snaps, ran 14 routes. What else? Um, third, string, or third string running back was Eric Gray. He did not play last week. Um, Sterling Shepard, $200. I think he played a couple snaps. He played two snaps, ran one route. So I don't think you can do it um, unless he gets some sort of report that he's going to play a little bit more. And then Daniel Bellinger, $200. He's the backup tight end. Like, he's an okay punt play. Played 30 snaps of the 50, ran 10 routes. Like, yeah, I think he's reasonable at, as, a, as a complete punt. Um, let's see. Was there anything else I wanted to mention? I think that's it. So, yeah, guys, that will do it for the video. Again, if you're looking for more in-depth content, I really go uh, focus in on roster construction on Patreon and videos. We talk through the cash game build, and then we talk through how to build plus CV lineups, ways to get different. What I said tonight in the Patreon stream, I was like, I like going heavy on the Jets. Most of the time, it's gonna it's gonna lose, but if you get a serviceable game from Zach Wilson and they, they, the Jets can put up a couple touchdowns, number one. The chalk Chiefs D fish are getting punished. And then number two, you're getting the low-owned Jets. You know, Zach Wilson sub 20%. Some of the receivers very low-owned. Uh, like, again, you make a fair amount of money. So hopefully the Jets can put up some points in the second half. Um, but, uh, yeah, like I said, avoid groupthink. Have to avoid groupthink to be successful in DFS. So, if again, if you guys do enjoy, make sure to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell. I'll try to get a video up for prize picks as well. 
Uh, but good luck tomorrow, guys, and we'll see you in the next one.